0: What is my sacrifice? I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy
1: to defeat them. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see.
0: Joel and I aren't good people. We're doing this for us because apparently you're worth something. There's a Firefly base camp somewhere else with Dr. Vision. They're working on a cure. I've heard this before. And whatever happened to me is, is the key, key to finding the vaccine. That's what this is. You're... You are? Yeah. I'm Batman. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Movie Punditry. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Rand. Mr. Mike, how are you doing today?
1: I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Mike. I am pretty good.
0: All right. Um, It's been a long time, so let's jump right into it. The Mandalorian. Well, first I'll say this. Is Star Wars the best thing Disney has going for them like on film and TV?
1: Uh, I think at the moment it is, yeah. Especially on TV.
0: It's funny how maybe what? When that... by the end of Rise of Skywalker, you'd have been like, "Woof, maybe we need to put this thing on the back burner for a while and just let this MCU thing cook." And now that it, it's completely flipped in a way that I, I think I always knew Star Wars would come back. They once they finally started telling the other stories, and, and left the Skywalkers alone, and then we'll get to that in a minute because it seems like they might be coming back, but they're killing it right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is Star Wars has always had a a much deeper bench than Marvel has in terms of, you know, what they had going for them. I mean, they, you know, they have books, they've had, they've had TV, you know, since what, 2011, I think the Clone Wars came out and, you know, they've had, you know, comic books and, and books and obviously the films and, you know all kinds of merchandising and media and and you know they they're not doing they're not doing a Marvel celebration every two years, you know, a Star Wars celebration. And it's, so it's always had a bigger fan base and a bigger you know thing to do and they're just yeah, they're killing it right now.
0: I think the best thing they did was get away from you know no they could have told the story of Skywalker. They just didn't do it in a, a, a good way. Um, I don't think there was a a real guiding hand for that last set of trilogies. Whereas the stuff on TV, is it pretty much Favreau, Filoni, and is there somebody else in charge of this?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Favreau and Filoni are doing a lot of it. Um, And, you know, I mean... Regardless of what you've read, or maybe read, or maybe heard, um, the, uh, Captain Kennedy is still very much part of it. Um, and, you know, Rick Femiwa is, is stepped up and is taking a big, a big piece of it. You know, he's kind of the, um, you know, this, at least this past season, The Mandalorian, he's kind of been the, the, uh, kind of the on-set producer for a lot of it, and, you know, directed you know, I think 1, 7, and 8, or 3, 7, and 8, you know, so he directed three of the episodes, so he's he's had a pretty strong hand in it, too.
0: So, I, I saw a lot of, well, I saw enough people, a good amount of people weren't happy with this season of Mandalorian, and I Would don't you- I don't Get really it.
1: understand that. I, I mean, I, I, I guess part of me does, but I liked it. <laughs> so,
0: I, I mean, I guess if you wanted to just be the Mandalorian and just Pedro Pascal, I mean, and and Grogu running around the galaxy, maybe that could have been your gripe. I
1: think that I I think that's really the only gripe, is you know people who just wanted to be the same show and. Yeah, just Din and Grogu taking on the galaxy, and that's it. And without realizing that the show was evolving, and the show may have never been about them.
0: I agree completely. And
1: I, think fact, it's I, awesome. I was, I was listening to, um, to an interview today. Uh, Christian Harloff had um, Katie Sackoff on his podcast, and you know there was, you know. It was, you know they were talking for like an hour or more, um, and she, you know, she's always very cagey about the things that she says. She mm-hmm. thinks that she says, but she she let it. She she kind of said something like, because um, you know, they were talking about like her character and what her character be, you know, like in other in other things and stuff, and and she said something about the line along the lines of you know like. You know, we didn't know. Like, I who would have thought? Like, when we started this, that you know, that it would be her at the end or something like that. You know, and then she quickly changed the subject, um, which which kind of goes along with speculation that people have been having is that like maybe the Mandalorian is is not Din at all. Yeah, you know, maybe it's been Bo all the time. You know, um, or maybe it's maybe it's been Grogu. Maybe it's been, you know who knows. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a different one every season. Who knows. But I think I think in this season, certainly. I mean,
0: oh, it was hers. It's her. Yeah. And I didn't have an issue with it at all. And as as you talk about it, I start to think like, ah, I know who had an issue with it. The guys that don't like women having important roles in Star Wars, yet they forget that Princess Leia was a a central figure in the original trilogy. Because other than that, like, how are you? You expanded the lore greatly. You saw the Mandalorians take back their homeworld. So even if you didn't like that, it wasn't about the one specific Mandalorian. It was about all of them. It was cool. You know, they looped in some things from season one. They tied up some loose ends, and left you with a good amount of questions at the end of the last episode. That you, I, I that was a really good season finale. I was satisfied, you know there are sometimes you get a season that you're like, eh. nah it, it wrapped up enough things and it left enough loose ends that you know gives stuff to talk about speculate didn't have I saw a lot of people playing about the lizzo Jack black episode. I didn't even have an issue with that
1: um maybe i, if mean, you... I it, it was i mean it was clearly a piece of stunt casting and you know could they have you know it it was could they have done without the cameos probably i mean lizzo you know i'm i from what i understand she's a very nice person and she's you know clearly a great musician but she's clearly also not an actor um but what i mean whatever it's a minor part and a minor thing and yeah you know i i'm, I'm not mad at it i just it was just kind of a little weird
0: that didn't bother me. It, Chris, it didn't bother Christopher me. At all. Boy, though. You know what I'll say this? You know what did bother me about that episode? That it, it took this really roundabout way to get to them reaching the other, that Splinter group of Mandalorians. The, the people that were in this show didn't bother me, but I felt like there was the a quicker way to get to that. I mean, did, overall, did you have any issues? Were there like certain things about this season that you're like, ah, this could have been better? Or a specific episode that you really didn't like?
1: Um, no, I don't. Honestly, I don't think that. Um, you know, I there was there was an awful lot of things that I liked about the season, and I can't really. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's hard for me to really get a handle on what people hate about it. Um, I mean, did they? You know, maybe at the beginning, like the first couple of episodes. Yeah. A
0: little the stuff slow. With,
1: the stuff with Griff Karga and you know you know, maybe they could have just tightened that up a little bit, but other than that, I mean, I really, I thought that, you know, the stuff, I'm, you know, the stuff, like, I'm really glad, like, that, like, Axe Wolves and, you know, the, the other Mandalorians, you know, who, I'm glad that he didn't turn out to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that That he fell in line. And, you know, I'm glad that you know, like even, you know, like we were talking, like a lot of people were talking about how, you know, who's going to be the spy, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, oh, is it going to be, you know, is it going to be the armor? And I'm glad they kind of didn't go that way, even though they kind of, they kind of faked us out to make it go that way. But mm-hmm. I really like the idea, you know, that like, she came around, and that Paz Zizla came around. I thought Tate Fletcher did a great job this season um you know Paz Vizla really became like a very key character and a and you know he had a very emotional oh yeah, um, you know
0: ending at the end that that was he you know I don't like that he's gone, but I think it's because of the way he left like it was it was a really heroic ending and a, and a and kind of like a, a summation of these men like, look, I have to, so what I want and need doesn't come before the group, you know? Exactly. That was pretty cool to see. I wish they you know, when, saw- he, when
1: he, when he got up in front of everybody, you know, and he's like, you know, you know, Bo-Katan came and saved my son, you know, and Din Djarin risked his life. And, you know, this is the way, um, You know, that was, that was a big moment, you know, and, you know, the fact that this is, this, this whole season seems to kind of be about, you know, obviously getting the Mandalorians together and having them, you know, put aside their differences and fight the common enemy. So it's interesting, it'll be interesting to see what's, what's going to happen next season
0: have they gave any word on when we might see that or
1: um they have not and it's it's still even up in the air as to how much Pedro Pascal is going to want to be involved in that um apparently he's not particularly happy with the way that they want to pay him um and you know they basically want to pay him as a voice actor because he's not in the suit a lot you know? oh he was, you know, he was away doing Last of Us for a lot of the season. And, you know, so, you know, one of the things that people don't understand is that they shoot the show with two units. So there's, you know, there's one unit who's doing a lot of the action stuff, and there's one unit who's doing kind of the stand-around talking stuff. So, you know, the basically whenever you see helmets on, it's probably, you know... Ninety percent of the time it's not Pedro, and probably I think Katie said like like she tries to be in the suit as much as she can, but sometimes mm-hmm. she just can't because they're shooting in two different places at the same time, you know, and so she can't be there for the fight scene because you know she's in the middle of shooting something else with her helmet off over here.
0: Um, that's so, interesting, yeah, that's being really cheap. I mean, it's smart. But it's being cheap.
1: Well, I mean, you know, everything's relative. It's a very expensive show.
0: And considering those, they just had their second round of layoffs today too.
1: So you know, there's so the fact that that you know they're trying to condense it. The the thing I guess probably the thing that bothers me the most about the show is just how short the episodes are. And I know it's an expensive show, but you know they're running these like fifty minute episodes, and I mean, yeah, they have a lot in them, but. Man, you could you could give us an hour or an hour and ten minutes maybe on nah, a couple I'm, of them.
0: I'm cool. I'm cool with the time. There's not enough hours in a day and too much content. I am cool with the time. I don't know.
1: I think another ten minutes on a couple of those episodes would have uh, would have been pretty good.
0: And you know what? It could have been ten minutes that brought the episode down completely. Let's let's leave it where it's at. Sometimes more is not better.
1: Well, I guess you get your way in that.
0: Hey, Monday Night Raw went to three hours and it has not had the same quality since they did that, which was dumb. Like, you look at the Ravens, they always drop off in that third hour. It's insane to expect people to watch three hours, especially your primary demographics with that is kids and teenagers. And hey, stay up super late on a Monday night to watch wrestling. Nah,
1: that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, you know. Speaking of wrestling and the Mandalorian, I thought that, you know, Mercedes did great in this season. Sasha, Sasha Banks.
0: You know, well, they, now They credit now, her
1: as Mercedes.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's going for the WWE. She's in Japan. She's doing good. And I was hoping that, you know, she got more from this and hopefully more opportunities come her way. Because, I mean, you've seen people that have tried to leave that place and be successful and it doesn't always work out.
1: For them. No, it doesn't. But, I, you know, I, I think she's doing it the right way. She's, you know, she's not trying to be the star of anything. Nope. She's, you know, just coming in. She's doing solid work. And, you know, slowly introducing herself to people. I think it's a, I think it's a... She's playing it right.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, when
1: they take these wrestlers and they try to, like, throw them out. Even, even, even Dwayne Johnson wasn't oh, when man. he started. You know? When they take these guys and they throw them out and you know, hey, I'm going to be an actor now. And, you know, it doesn't always work out that way.
0: I saw an interview with uh, Batista, and he said one of the people that gave him the best advice was actually Stone Cold. He said Stone Cold's issue was that he took too many of those, like, really cheap straight-to-DVD films early in his career, and then he never got, like, better roles. So right. Dave said he tried. I can't, even, he took, I can't even think of a Steve Austin movie. Uh, so Dave said he took some of those because he was broke after he left WWE because he, he had, you know, his expenses were way too much. But then he said, you know, if I really, you know, I think you read that interview. He really wanted to hone in on the craft and be a respected actor. D- Dave
1: Batista, I mean, I'll give him credit. The man wants to be an actor. Yeah. He doesn't just want to be an action star. He doesn't, you know, he wants to be taken seriously. And, and he's taking... All kinds of roles that do that do all kinds of things, and I will tell you what, the guy's got some really good comic timing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's funny as Drax. Yes, and he was he's funny in Glass Onion. Um, you know, I haven't seen too many of, of his other movies, but you know, he was good. You know, in in Blade Runner,
0: that was what made Stafford me look Orton, my eyes. I mean, that was
1: a pretty serious character. You know, uh, he, you know, so uh, I got to give him all the props in the world.
0: Yeah, the Blade Runner was when I was like, oh, this guy has it. So, yeah, definitely props to him for doing it that way. Sticking with Star Wars, I finally watched The Bad Batch. And I did it in a weird way that got me into it. I went and watched the season finale of the, the one that Things think it was like something 99, that was the name of the episode. Right. And that's what made me say, okay, now I'm going to watch this. Because I wanted to see how they got to where they are. Like, I knew enough about the show from you telling me everything to get invested in that episode. But then I was like, okay, now I have to go see this thing from the start. So, you know, kudos to you for for bringing it up and and telling me enough about it that I could, you know, really get into it. But it's cool, and then I started watching Tales of the Jedi, which was really cool too. Um, I didn't see a lot of publicity on that before it came out, and I haven't watched everything. But it's pretty much it's though the the theme of that show is pretty much uh, Doku's descent to the dark side, right?
1: Yeah, I've, I'll be honest with you. I've only watched. I think I watched the first episode of that, of that and that's it. Oh,
0: awesome. it's good. It's really good, and. I don't know if this was always the plan, but you know, making the cartoons count and you know, as canon it was smart. Because those are things that are short, they're really accessible, and you don't have to put too much into it. And it's good for people like me that like I don't got the time to watch stuff like like I want to, but when I do get a like a, a lull. So I could just you know dip into that you know with all the screens you have now like I'm washing dishes I could pull the thing up on my Google Home and watch it while I'm washing dishes. That yeah, was exactly really smart. Like that. That,
1: I mean for I mean for me Bad Batch is usually something I'll watch like at at lunchtime, you know, when I'm you know I'm a on my phone I'm you know eat my sandwich I put my earbuds earbuds yeah. in and, and you know just watch it you know it's 20 minutes 25 minutes whatever it is. And, uh, you know, and it's good and it's entertaining. And I tell you what, it's, you know, these, these, uh, mostly, mostly this guy, because a lot of it's all one guy. But, you know, these people who are in this are are doing, um, you know, they're doing really good work and they're really making like, you know, real characters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've seen, I mean, a lot of these characters are going to come out in, ahsoka you know from uh from um rebels and you know we're gonna see how that how that comes out. But these are these are really great characters and um i thought you know rebels was, was honestly one of my favorite star wars things that's ever been out i really mm-hmm. love that show um and so i'm really looking forward and and i love the way that they are slowly kind of integrating stuff in, you know, a little thing here, a little thing there, and you know, oh this you know how, how this is tying back or this is tying back to something. And you know eventually this is I uh, you know and, and you know you mentioned that you know they're they're gonna dip back into the Skywalkers the Skywalker saga, but this whole Mandoverse thing I think is way more interesting.
0: Well, let's talk about that since you brought it up. And I don't know, how much of it is, it's pretty much a done deal that she signed back on uh, Daisy Ridley? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's
1: just going to happen.
0: And it's supposed to be, what, 15 years later?
1: That is what I heard. I mean, you know, they're still in pre-production, anything can happen.
0: And John Boyega, is he official or... I've seen the rumors, but he's a, I think it's just a rumor at this point. Okay, because he's been really adamant about not coming back to this thing. I don't need more of this Ray Skywalker. I don't want it. Like, granted, it's not up to me. And whatever they produce, I'll probably go see it. Right. But seeing the success they've had with The Mandalorian and or... Like, the... I see it all the time. People rave about Andor. You would think that would give them enough, I don't know, I think courage is the word, but like, hey, we can do this without these people. We don't need any of this Skywalker stuff.
1: So, so from, from what I understand, um, and I think that, um, you know, Jeff Snyder, who, who, it's pretty usually pretty good with his scoops. Hey, you know, he had mentioned on, on one of his podcasts that you know, she, she's going to be in this, but she's not necessarily going to be the lead. You know, mm-hmm. she's going to be kind of like the Luke Skywalker character in whatever the new story is. So it may still be, you know. Kind of an interesting story. We don't know what John is gonna be in it yet. But I don't think this I don't think this movie is gonna be, you know, Ray in an adventures. I think it's gonna be somebody in their adventures and they're gonna intersect with Ray at some point.
0: As the Jedi Master. Wait, wait. I'm trying to test my my knowledge of the terminology. Technically she can't be a master, she doesn't have a Padawan, right? That's well, she doesn't have one now. You're right. You're right. But then she'd have to go restart the the order. I mean, I guess that'd be okay to see. Which,
1: I mean, what else would she do, you know?
0: Live on Dagobah?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't I don't see her doing that. I I, you know, obviously we don't know what happens at the we don't know what happens at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, um, the the book seems to make it seem like she like went back to like you know her 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 family quote and you know hanging out with Finn and Poe and everybody, um, but you know obviously we don't know the path that she took. We don't know what it. Just like we didn't know what happened with Luke after you know, Return of the Jedi, and. You know, that's going to be something that these filmmakers are going to have to, you know, get into place. But, you know, what was I asking for this movie? No. <laughs> you know, I'm much more interested in whatever Dave Filoni is going to be doing. I'm much more interested to see if Ryan Johnson is still doing anything. Um, you know, I'm much more interested in seeing how they're going to do this Mandoverse thing and tie, you know, every Mandalorian and. and the animated shows, and Ahsoka, you know, how the and whatever this movie is that Filoni's doing, and how they're going to tie all that stuff together. Um, Christian Harloff asked Katie if she was going to be in Filoni's movie, and she didn't mm-hmm. say no.
0: I'll take it as yes. Yeah. Nothing. so I watched, what's that episode? I think it's called Twin Sons, the one where Kenobi kills Maul.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: When Maul asked if he's the chosen one and Kenobi says he is. And I think Maul says like he will avenge us or something like that. Um so, and maybe, I don't know if it was Avenge or Redeem. I think I'm maybe trying to, it was maybe it was Redeem. What is Maul talking about redeem? Like you're a Sith. Was he like But he wasn't what? at the end? Oh he, he wasn't?
1: No, he, he turned against the Sith. Oh, Okay.
0: All right. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now that episode that was from Rebels or Clone Wars. That was Rebels. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna have to watch this thing. You know what? Yeah, that
1: was the that was the third third season episode of uh.
0: The, that main character Ezra always threw me off like that. I just found him annoying. And that's why it was really hard for me to get into Rebels. Yeah. But I guess I'm going to have to. I just found him annoying. Like, you know, he reminded me of the kid that plays the kid version of Shazam in those new films. He just reminded me of him. And that yeah. this kid just find him annoying.
1: You know, the, going back to the the Twin sons thing, I don't know if you noticed this, though, but when they, when they had that fight, that duel, yeah. which was very short, right? Mm-hmm. You know... So Obi-Wan comes out, he starts with like his movie stance, his little twin finger dragon tongue stance, whatever he does.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then
1: he but then he goes to like the stance that he that Alec Guinness used in the movies. Yeah. And then he finally goes into like basically Qui Gon's stance that he oh, was that's using cool. that kind of with the you know the the lightsaber up on one side and when Maul comes out of him Maul comes at him trying to use the same move that he killed Qui-Gon with. Yeah. But Obi-Wan
0: was ready for him. That's cool. Who directed that thing?
1: Who directed that episode?
0: Th- yeah, that that person deserves an award.
1: Um, That was, uh, Filoni did that
0: one. Okay. That makes sense. Th- that That's some, like... Because you don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? But to 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 put that in there is really smart. Like that's some real like what's the word I'm looking for? I want not not an Easter egg, but just some real cool callback and no, storytelling. That,
1: that's, that's real. That's you know to me, it's not necessarily an Easter egg. It's just understanding the story you're telling and understanding yeah. the the world you're working in. And you know that that is. You know, unfortunately, sometimes that's the problem with, you know, creatives is they don't understand the world that they're working Mm -hmm. in. And, you know, they kind of miss the mark a little bit. But Dave Filoni, out of everybody, definitely understands the world that he's working in. And he understands what he's doing. And, you know, why these little details are important. And why these little details matter to, not only to the fans, but to the story
0: that you're telling. But you know what, like that seeing something like that it creates like a a a trust for the fans like i know you respect my time and you care about this thing as much as i care about this thing exactly oh absolutely exactly
1: and that's the point when when you put that little that little detail in you know it's like it's like the stuff with um you know, like the stuff with Ahsoka, like that little, in the trailer, that little twirl move that she does where she, like, puts her twin lightsabers down on the ground and then spins around and then, you know, basically cuts a hole in the floor mm-hmm. and falls in. That was a move that she did in, in Rebels. Oh, that's cool. See? You know, so.
0: I like that. Okay, so. Transition over to this Flash trailer. Did you watch it today?
1: Um, the new one, I didn't, I did not get to see the new one
0: So, I'm going to read some things to you. March 2020, uh, Esther Miller starts, like, a commune in Iceland. Uh, April 2020, video of, of Miller choking a woman at a bar. Um, troubling behavior in, in Iceland legal trouble in Hawaii, Uh, protective orders granted against him, claims of grooming. How the hell does this dude have a movie coming out? Like, I get...
1: Well, I mean, the guy gets a movie coming out because... Well, one, because they spent $200 million on the movie. and But the other thing is, I think they're really convinced the movie's good. So, you know, if this movie is really good, you know, and makes a billion dollars, they're going to weather whatever PR storm they got to weather. You know, if they looked at this thing and went, okay, this movie's okay, you know, it's going to make 400 million dollars maybe it's fine you know maybe they would have wrote you know put it in the can and wrote it off like they did with you know the backroll show or whatever but if they're gonna just, I, I my understanding is they looked at this movie and they went holy holy cow this thing is good this thing is going to make a ton of money you know they're going to deal what they got to deal with in, in order to get to get that going because people are still going to go see this movie
0: I believe if Jonathan Majors did what he's accused of doing, he deserves all the stuff that comes with that, all the consequences. I just I don't get it. But but
1: but see, here's the thing, right? Is you know, Quantamania was not a good movie. Oh yeah. And it underperformed like crazy. So you cut your losses with Jonathan Majors now. What are you really losing?
0: But I mean, hell, Flash hasn't even come out yet.
1: I understand that, but but it's done. You have a finished movie. You know, the movie was already shot before Ezra Miller went off the deep end. So, you have a you have a finished movie. All they had to do was cut it. They cut the movie. They've test screened the movie. This movie's getting very positive buzz. You know, the trailer looks amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think Marvel is very confident in what they're doing to the point where they're willing to take the... One, they haven't made any more movies with him. They just made a movie with him. The movie just came out. That's fine. You know, they haven't invested any more money on Jonathan Majors at this point.
0: Well, you, you we had got a season two... Well, season two, what season two of Loki? I mean, that's I think this summer. Yeah. And that's what well, that's and done. that's coming
1: out. You know, they're not going to put that in the can. That's going to come out. And but what I'm saying is you know, going forward, I mean, now is DC going to make any more movies with Asimov going forward? Probably not. But they're going to want to recoup their investment on this one, especially when they think they it can pay off big for them.
0: I do wonder what you do with that character. If the movie does make a lot, it's a, if it's successful critically and commercially, what do you do with that character? Because the movie is going to do well.
1: Because I think you, I mean, they are DCs in a place where they're rebooting everything. Anyway,
0: the DCU is over. Well, it is the DC. Remember, he that's what he named it.
1: I know that, but, but this whole
0: you this, know the Snyder is done.
1: The Snyder verse is over.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: This whole, you know, connected universe that they were making, even even the stuff that Snyder wasn't doing. You know, Aquaman and Wonder Woman and, and Suicide Squad and you know, all that stuff. That that's all got that's all done. This is well, the end of that
0: to a certain extent because you're keeping, well, keep him in. you're keeping Amanda Waller you're keeping Amanda Waller because today he said that Flash resets everything I'm trying to make sure I get exactly what he said so Flash resets everything he said Blue Beetle can be a part of the DCU going forward um, and then he said we'll have new characters replacing some old characters and some old characters will be staying around so I think Blue Beetle's probably gonna depend on how it does commercially and critically. From everything I read, the, all the screens of Aquaman have been bad, so I guess that's gone. Probably. And, and then he you know he said he went on with the whole I guess Superman kicks things off, then it's Batman Brave and the Bold, uh Waller's getting a show, Swamp Thing, and then that creature commando show. And he wants it where the cartoons and the video games are connected as well. Which I don't have an issue with that. I just... Video game development time is long. And anything can happen. But I think that's a that's a small, minor thing to worry about. So I guess, I mean, if this does well, you keep the director and reboot the character?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, we, don't, we don't know what the story is. We yeah. know there's multiple Batman. We don't know if there's a, you know, if there's multiple versions of the Flash. Like, we don't even know what this movie's about, really.
0: You know, we know what they're telling us. Well, so um, the, the way the trailer started today, it was uh, Keaton's Batman talking to him, and he, he made a great point. He goes, I've spent my whole life trying to, you know, stop people from committing wrongdoing because of what happened to my parents. He's like I'm essentially trying to change the past. He goes, But well, you can go do it, and you have it, and then you know all the action and stuff starts." Which I, I that seems like a pretty cool premise. If it's if it's right. Batman when it's talking him into going to doing it, because I could clearly see him doing that be the thing he do. Like you know how he's really like tries to be responsible with power and all that stuff, but that being the one thing to tempt him, but like the hell with this. Do I really want to be dressed up like this every night, and if I could have my parents back, I'll trade that in. It's yeah. tough. I remember when I was a kid asking my dad, like you know, that whole separating the artists and and their acts thing, and he had said, you know, James Brown was his favorite singer, and he said, but James Brown also beat the hell out of his wives, right? And he had to like, you know, for him he had to draw that line. So for me, it's yeah.
1: like. Right, it's you know, it's it's always been this idea of can we separate the artists from the art? You know, does the art stand on a, on its own, regardless of who created it? The difference with movies is like you need to look at these people in the face. Yeah, you know, music, like, I just hear it. Yeah, you know, so so whereas you know you can listen to a James Brown record and and kind of detach from, you know, and plus it was a different time. You know, had James Brown been around today? Oh, you know, you know what I'm saying. But in like the 1970s, like or 19, you know, it was, you know, it was a completely different thing. People didn't get involved in, you know, Domestic. actors or mute artists' private lives the way that they do today. And stuff's not all, you know stuff like this would be like buried on page six somewhere. And maybe they read about it. Maybe they wouldn't, or they read about it in people magazine or something. And it's always going to be a gloss piece. Anyway, Mm -hmm. nobody's getting into the nitty gritty TMZ wasn't around, you know? Um, And, you know, people didn't take joy in exposing all this stuff. And there was no, you know, me too movement. And there was no, you know, none of this stuff. So it was a completely different world. I, I don't think James Brown would have survived today. I think a lot of these guys would have
0: not survived yeah. today. We'll see. I think it's June it comes out. And uh guess I have a decided to make that. What else is coming? Is this, oh, Guardians is next week. That's where's that movie on your radar? Guardians? Yeah. Um I mean, I'm looking forward to it definitely. I don't know you if know. it's like because of Marvel's last you know run of movies and theaters. I don't have any excitement for this at all
1: um, right. i mean i I probably out of what's on the way, it's probably the one I probably have the most excitement for i mean i don't I really know how I feel about the Marvels and I mean, same boat. And, you know, I definitely don't know how I feel about King Dynasty. <laughs> uh, Secret, Wars, Secret Wars could be interesting.
0: Have they, they haven't even picked a director, right? What's that? They haven't even picked a director for that, right? Um, because the guy that did Shang-Chi is doing King Dynasty. I kept hearing Cougar could get Secret Wars depending on how Black Panther did, but I haven't heard anything. And then that dude Lovelace that wrote Quantum Maniacs right in uh, King Dynasty. And I think that's what's got me kind of down on it. Yeah, that, that movie really took the wind out of my MCU sales. Yeah. Oh, did you see the trailer for um Secret Invasion?
1: Yes. That.
0: I'd probably, that would really good. That's what I'm excited for. That's what I was
1: thinking of. That's the one that that could be interesting. That's the one that I think looks really good.
0: Because when I saw the trailer, I said, "Oh, I'm finally getting the sequel to Winter Soldier that I should have gotten instead of that Civil War nonsense." Right. Which is weird because I don't. I have a really love hate relationship with that movie. It's a really good movie. I just hate the title, and I hate that I didn't get, I didn't get a proper Winter Soldier sequel. But we've we've touched on that enough. Yeah. What have you been watching? Um,
1: I've been watching. Well, I just obviously I just finished. You know, Picard. Which how was that? Because
0: I've seen a lot amaz- of
1: it. Was it was amazing? That the last two episodes, maybe my I mean my favorite two hours of television in my life. I mean they were so good. I mean, granted, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and granted, you know, so so it's definitely punching particular buttons with me but this is this is the perfect example of somebody who understands the story that they're telling and understands the character and understands their fan base the first two seasons of Picard were and eh, they were okay the second season was kind of off the rails a little bit and then they got a new showrunner in um Terry Metalis, who is who is a huge super fan and loves Star Trek And really understands the characters and really, especially the next generation characters and really understands the stories and just told 10 hours of a perfect story. Um, No notes. I mean, it is just absolutely amazing. It was so good. I just rewatched the finale last night again. It was just, it was just so good. And I'm just going to have to, I'm probably going to, Next week, just rewatch the whole season, and you know you could just jump right in and forget season. If you haven't watched it, forget season one and two. Just jump right into season three.
0: I, that was you. You answered my question because I was just gonna ask. I will I give you.
1: Over? I will give you. I will give you a little bit of homework to prep you, and I, and then you could just jump into season three and it'll be fine.
0: I got up to episode four, season one, and then I found I think it was like tiny, beautiful things with Catherine Han on Hulu, and I never got back to it and um yeah but i've heard nothing but good things and seen people posing pictures so i guess i'll just jump into season three
1: yeah but but don't don't jump right into it i'm going to give you a couple of things to watch first okay not much like two episodes in one movie okay and you know give it three and a half hours and then and then you can jump into it and you'll have all the context you need
0: okay i'll do that um I don't know if we discussed it on air or we did it. It was in the chat. I have. So for those that don't know, I did watch, was it the Spacey? That's what it was called, the episode. Yep. Of the original Star Trek series. I liked it a lot. I, I that's what got me to watch Picard. Um, I liked it a lot. I still haven't watched Wrath of Khan. That's step on my list. Um, like I said, I found Tiny Beautiful Things with Catherine Hahn, and she's a hell of an actress, and it's a pretty good show. And then I found Folks, if you can get let me say this the right way, if you would like to subscribe to Apple TV Plus, you should. Um, besides Ted Lasso, there's a lot of good things up there. Um I found this show Explorations, extrapolations. Very good look at. It's like a not a quite dystopian look at what climate change could bring, but almost there and they tell these like really humanistic stories. Like each episode connects, but they still tell a story of somebody, whatever a certain person's experience during that time. Really good. Lots of great um David Said is in it. Um Diane I think it's Diane Kean, the lady that played Martha in the last the Batman vs Superman. Um, that name? Diane Lane. Diane Lane is in it. Um lots of Edward Norton's in it, like the when as I was watching it, and then the people that are popping up, I'm like, wow. Of course, it's Apple. They got the money to do it. Um, the lady that played uh, Talia Al Ghul, she has an episode with Forest Whitaker where they're a husband and wife who actually don't want to be married anymore.
1: Marianne Cotillard? Yes. The one who is the one who played in Dark Knight Rises.
0: Yes. Um, her and Forrest Whitaker have an excellent episode together. It's there's a lot of big names in this show and it's really, really good. Um, so I definitely recommend um that's worth subscribing to Apple TV Plus. Just the amount of stuff. There's another show that they have a sci-fi show that's coming out this coming back this summer. I forget the name, but when I do, I'll definitely drop it in there. And what's yeah, that other for, show? For All Mankind or oh, I wish that was coming back this summer. No, um, that, that was good too. That was really good. I should have never kill Joel and in uh, the Suicide Squad too. Um, when I when I get the name of it, uh, I'll drop it on the on the Twitter feed. But yeah, that's what's been keeping me busy. Um, and this other show with Delroy Lindo and Kerry Washington on Hulu, Unprisoned, really like. Uh-huh. Funny, but sad show. Uh, Delroy plays a guy that's been in and out of jail his daughter's whole life and he finally gets out and he's trying to do the right thing and everything goes wrong. And it's just, this guy just keeps getting beat down, but like tries to get back on his feet and do the right thing and finally be there for his daughter and build a relationship with his grandson. And every episode is up there for this season, so that's something worth checking out. And I want to try to get back into Yellow Jackets. Um, I don't want to subscribe to Showtime, so I think I'll try try to do one of those trials and watch every episode over a weekend. Yeah, there you go. And be done with it. Because Yellow Jackets was great.
1: Um, yeah, I've been watching uh, Succession as well, too. The season of Succession is really fantastic on HBO. I mean, I love that show. And uh, this season is just taking it up such a such a complete level. It's crazy.
0: I've I've heard good nothing but good things about that show. Nothing but good things about that show. Um. Anything else? No, I don't think so. Um, let me just try to find that show before we get out of here. Yeah, I, I would say my favorite streaming services right now probably. Apple TV Plus, and then I'd say Hulu, because they've got some, like, original stuff that's only up there that's pretty good. Foundation, that's what it is. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. Maya Rudolph also has a really good show out there uh, called Lou, which is pretty funny. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's really good. Yeah. I really like her. I've always liked her. From Saturday Night Live, everything, yeah. yeah. And she knocks it out the park with that thing. Um, and that's about it for me, folks. Um, enjoy your, your week. Enjoy your days. Still, you know, wash your hands, wash your butt. You don't got to put a mask on if you don't want to, but please still wash your hands and wash your butt just because that's nasty if you don't. Anything for you, Mr. Mike, before we get out of here? No,
1: I am good. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll try to be back a little quicker next time.
0: Yes, that's on me
1: it is always on me peace
0: yeah